Hello everyone, this is Travis J. Vernon, and welcome to today's podcast. Yesterday was a pretty fun day. I have lots of nieces and nephews, so I like to take them out and do things that either their parents are too busy to do, or unable to do. So I just try and be that uncle that takes the kids out to do fun and exciting things. So yesterday I was able to grab my 8-year-old nephew, Emmett, and we decided to film a video and go do a little bit of fishing. Now when I picked him up, he couldn't find his shoes. And he was going to have to wear his older brother's hand-me-down shoes that he said that he hated. I didn't want that to happen. So I just said, just go ahead and wear them. We got to go get some stuff. And then I wanted to see how inexpensively I could kit him out with a spin rod and some equipment to go catch trout. So we ran down to the local Walmart. I was able to get him a rod, reel, line, sinkers, hooks, a tiny tackle box, a container of worms, some polarized sunglasses, and a pocket knife for only about $35. And then we ended up going to another store and got him a pair of boots because he needed some boots. We were going to be doing some fishing. So we headed out to the little lake and it started out pretty slow. Had a bite here or there. He was excited because he found a bobber right up against the rocks of the lake. So he wanted to fish the worm and bobber combo. So we did that for a bit. And he had a couple bites. But like a little kid, he's very impatient. And he would cast out. And he got really good at casting. It took a bit. He didn't understand the whole make sure your line is tight when you're reeling it back in though. Because he kept getting tangle after tangle after tangle. I think by the end he had come around a little and was getting better and better. But we'd only caught one little tiny rainbow, and we'd been there for a few hours, so I thought, ah, let's just call it a day. And on the way back to the truck, Emmett says, let's go over there by that grassy area. I've seen a couple fish jump. I think that's a good area. Now, right now it's spring in Wyoming, and there are quite a few migratory birds. So there were loons, sandhill cranes, Canada geese, all sorts of ducks and even a cormorant on this little lake. And the loons and the cormorant kept diving for fish. So you'd see the splash. It looked like a fish. So I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, those are probably just loons. So we get back close to the truck, and I think, you know what? When I was his age, I never wanted to leave either. Let's go fish some more. So we walk over to that grassy area that he was talking about. I throw on a cast master on a different rod. And while he's casting his worm bobber combo, I start throwing this cast master and immediately get a hit. Now, at first, I think that I'm just hung up on the bottom. And then pretty soon, I hook another fish, and it gets off. And then I hook a really nice fish. So I tell him that he should come over and fish. And he lands this great big trout on the cast master. It was pretty funny. I looked at him. I'm like, hey, that's a great fish. You want a picture? Yeah. Take his picture. Do you want to let this one go, or do you want to take it home and eat it? Oh, I want to take it home and eat it. So that's what we did. So we bonked this big rainbow, and then using his brand new little pocket knife, I showed him how to gut the fish, and he gutted it himself, which was pretty cool. So then we got back to the house, skinned the fish, which is kind of a unique thing. I'd never really done that before, but I was watching a YouTube video of a guy that goes into the backcountry quite a bit, and he just peels the skin right off. And so instead of filleting the fish and filleting off the skin, 
when it's super, super fresh, you can just peel it off. So I did that. Less waste. And then we fried that fish up in the cast iron skillet. He is normally a, a pretty picky eater, but he ate quite a bit of that trout. And he was pretty excited about it. And as often happens when I take out my nephews or nieces, I knew I was going to be in trouble when I took him home. Because regardless of what I tell them, they can't keep secrets. So I knew he was going to tell his mom that I got him a pocket knife. And she was going to see the boots. So I knew she was going to be upset about that. I don't have any of my own kids, so I enjoy doing those sorts of things. So it's always frustrating to me when I get the kids home. and They're like, oh, you didn't need to do that. Or, oh, you shouldn't have purchased that for them. You don't need to spend money on them. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. And I tell them all the time, that takes away a little bit of the fun for me. I like to do those things. It brings me joy making the kids happy. So I guess that reminds me of a whole bunch of other stories with my nephews and nieces and just doing some fun things. I remember one time I got my oldest nephew Chandler, one of the Pac-Man frogs. Those things are cool. They eat fish. They'll even eat mice. Oh, my oldest sister, Dini, was not real happy with me about that one. But it kind of grew on him, I want to say. Because pretty soon the Pac-Man frog, he got pretty big. But I think it was just problematic because they had to feed it and take care of it and do all these things. I don't really think about those consequences. That's for the parents to deal with. My job as an uncle is to make the children happy. I remember one time Jared and I, for Christmas, decided to get all the nephews and nieces bubblegum. Now, if you're a parent, you know what kids do with bubblegum. Well, we were both working for a grocery store at the time as night managers, and there was a whole bunch of bubblicious bubblegum that was going to be expired. So we were able to buy it at a huge discount. So we gave each of our nephews and nieces a literal case of bubblegum. Now, while they were super excited, there were some interesting haircuts in the following months, some ruined upholstery in vehicles and homes. But you know what? Look how fun those memories are now. My sisters may still be upset with us, but that's fun stuff to do. Two years ago, I took one of my nephews, Emmett's older brother, Wyatt, up into the mountains with me to set up trail cameras, and we were able to sneak in on a huge herd of bull elk, just a big bachelor group. And he was able to sneak into about 30 yards from this giant bull before it got up and knew something was wrong and left. Now I was way back from this. I was teaching him how to stalk. And I was videoing it. And he was starting to get really, really close. And once he got to that 30-yard spot, I thought, man, this is going to be bad if that elk just gets up and stomps him into the ground. My sister's going to be pissed. But that didn't happen. So, see, another good story. If you always dwell on the possibility of something bad happening, you would never do anything. You just got to get out there. You know, live your stories. Have fun. And if something bad happens, you deal with it then. It's good to be prepared. I have jump kits and stuff in my truck or a first aid kit in my pack. But if you're always afraid of what could happen, you never get to experience the moment. You don't get to experience the now. After we got done setting up those trail cameras, we started hiking back to the truck. And we came across a mama rough grouse with a bunch of little grouselings, little puffballs. And she was doing the whole I'm hurt, broken wing thing. And Wyatt got to experience that. He'd never seen a grouse that close before in the wilderness. So that was really fun for him. And then on the way back to the main road, because we were way in the backcountry on a dirt road, he said, let's go fish. Now, 
I can't say no to let's go fish. So that's what we did. We drove down to the stream, hiked into this little secluded spot, had to do quite a bit of bushwhacking to get to the spot we wanted to get to. I'd never fished it before, but I'd heard good things about it. I take the fly rod in. He has a spin rod with a worm. And just a couple of casts in, he catches a nice little brook trout. And he says the same thing that Emmett said. He wanted to take it home and eat it. So he bonked the little brook trout, and he casts in again. And he hooks up on something really big. And the rod's bent over so much that I tell him, I think you're hung up on the bottom. Then the bottom moved. We landed that fish, and it was a giant cutthroat trout, 18, 19-inch range. So I tell him, I don't kill cutthroats. Those are the native fish species where we were. So I'm like, let's go ahead and release this fish. And that got me thinking, my goodness, is that the biggest fish in this area, or is that the norm for the cutthroats in here? So I throw on a little orange woolly bugger, cast into the next pool, two strips in. I get hit so hard that it breaks the fly immediately on the hook set. Part of that could have been the excitement of seeing the whole thing unfolded before my eyes. But seeing that happen, I realized, hey, this section has some big fish in it. More than likely because it took some work to get to it. There was some pretty tedious bushwhacking sections where we had to crawl on our hands and knees under huge willow thickets. Other areas where we had to hike through some pretty swampy beaver moose type habitat for ways to get to the stream. But it paid off and I fished there quite a few times since. And there's a few fish in there that I've hooked that I've never landed that I hope to one day land. There are some absolute giants. So we get back to the truck, decide we're going to head home. And one of my tire pressure gauges turns on. I get out, look at my tire. It's a super slow leak, but it's starting to get a little low. I'm like, well, it's a slow enough leak. I think we can probably just drive out on the tire to the gas station and fill it up, get it fixed, and not waste the time swapping the tire out for the spare. So that's what we do. Flying down the dirt roads, get into town, pump the tire up, and I don't even make it the half mile from that gas station back to my house when the tire pressure light turns on again. But we made it home. No big deal. All the trail cams were set. A couple of brook trout in the cooler to eat. And all in all, a pretty good adventure with my nephew. It's always fun to go on those little adventures, especially with the youth. Because things that sometimes we take for granted may be the very first time that they're ever experiencing anything even like that. I didn't even know what to say when... Emmett said, wow, this is really fun. That's my first rainbow trout. I never even thought to ask, but I know he's caught other fish. It was just fun. It was a good time. So I hope that inspires you to take a kid fishing. Go show a kid something new. You do have to be patient. There were a lot of tangles, a lot of frustrations, blown stocks, but that's how you learn. No point in getting frustrated. So take a kid out there and live your stories.